Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Down the block, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Going to get stuck in our Round 24 Rapid Review. We're going into Kempi Studio a little bit later today to do the deep review, so plenty of content coming on the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We also dropped a podcast earlier this morning, which you can go and have a listen to, talking about uh, Demetrio, the South Sydney Rabbitohs coach. What an incredible uh, job he's done this year. We go pretty in-depth there, talking about replacing Wayne Bennett, Placing Adam Reynolds, placing Dan Gagai. A really interesting podcast there. But let's get into the rapid review. Obviously, a number of games that um, some of them blew out. Some of them were just between irrelevant teams. So we won't spend too much time on those sides, but we will speak about the more so relevant one, guys. So Thursday night, we had the Parramatta Eels, 53 over the Broncos. Six, uh, very, very alarming at the Brisbane Broncos. I'm not quite sure what to make of them at the moment. It's like the arse has just fallen out the bottom of them. We did a live reaction uh, to this game the other night, and I'll be honest with you, my thoughts haven't really changed um, since then. I think the one thing that has been added... uh, Paul Vaughton came out, you know, after the game and he sort of got a little bit stuck into Selwyn Cobo. Couldn't believe he got rested. And I understand where he's coming from as far as uh, resting one of your state of origin players, your winger, uh, at such an important, crucial time of the season. But I think that sort of points to that this is about more than just fatigue. I think the club is obviously protecting Selwyn because there is something more going on in his life. And I just think it's really shit form for someone of his level in our game. Paul Vaughton, who's very well respected. I love him. I grew up on him. I love him as much as all you guys do. But I thought it was really bang average to say something like that. Um, just read between the fucking lines. I, I just thought it was wild. Um, I, I only saw the quote, to be fair, apparently after some someone else pointed out that it might be more than fatigue, you sort of backtracked a little bit. But, I mean, the damage is sort of already done. All the media outlets already ran with that fucking um, quote and put it out there. And I, I just think you've got to be more self-aware than that. So a little bit disappointing there. But... Brisbane uh, copped an absolute spray from Kevy Walters. There has been rumours of players uh, that have said that they're not overly happy with the way that they were spoken to after that game. Whether that's true or not, I do not know. Uh, but pretty evident if it is true, 
sort of shows where the Brisbane Broncos are at at the moment, unfortunately. Um, for the Parramatta Eels, though, they were sensational. I thought Clint Gutherson was everywhere. He was so impressive. Uh, I thought Sean Lane, I, th- I genuinely think he might be playing himself into a Kangaroos squad m- member. Uh, I'm not sure if he'll be in the Kangaroos' best 17, but if he was picked... I don't think that I'd have any arguments, to be honest with you. He is just in incredible form at the moment. I thought Sivo was fantastic as well. A great nudge infield for Tommy Opacic to score. Uh, Junior Polo, his offloads. I, I think Kempi mentioned last week that he's been injured the last few weeks. He looked really good the other night. I was very impressed with him. Um, Mitch Moses, down that right-hand side short side. That ball that he threw to Wonga Blake, I think it was. That's one of my favorite passes of the season. I absolutely love guys going down the short sides. It's always been Luke Keary. He's always owned that sort of corridor. Mitch Moses, some of the things that he's done this season. Dylan Brown as well, to be fair, down short sides has been incredibly impressive. I thought there was a moment there that sort of summed up the Broncos at the moment. And credit to Payne Haas. He was fucking everywhere. There was He tackled Opachik when uh, Sevo kicked back infield for a front row to be there. I've got no idea why he was. I think it was when Mitch Moses scored. He was also the guy there that was making that tackle. Watch how, and this is with all due respect to Corey Jensen, but watch how when they make that break down that right edge, watch how Corey Jensen responds. And then watch how Payne Haas responds. And I think the over the last few weeks, that's been the difference in the Brisbane Broncos' attitude. There's nothing against Corey Jensen. He's had a fantastic uh, season. I think he's been really good for them, but I think they're just a couple of beats off at the moment. The Brisbane, they're, they're a fair whack of beats off at the moment. They play the St. George of the Dragons who are going like an absolute busted as well. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Brisbane go there. Travelling down to St. George, their last game of the season, they'll throw the ball around, they'll try some things. Uh, they could really test the Brisbane Broncos. So, an interesting one next week. Parramatta take on Melbourne at home for a top four berth. That is going to be an absolute cracker. Cannot wait for that one. Parramatta going in with a heap of confidence. But the reality is, you look at the teams they've played over the last few weeks, they haven't been overly impressive sides. They've been either teams that are going pretty bang average or teams at the bottom of the ladder. So it will be interesting to see how Parramatta go against Melbourne next week. Really, really looking forward to that one. Uh, Friday, footy kicked off at 6pm with the Penrith Panthers. 46 over New Zealand, 12. I thought New Zealand really came out well. They <laughs> they came to play. I thought they started really well. They were impressive. Reese Walsh, he scored an absolute cracker, which is really good. And look, they were going toe-to-toe with Penrith. And then Brian Toto scored two before halftime. If you were following along with beers and break this week, I made a bold call that Brian Toto would go sub 50. Uh, he he went slightly under 150. So uh, pretty disappointing night for me. Supercoach absolutely ruined for me this year as of this week. Got absolutely fisted this week. But Brian Toto, how dare I doubt him. God, he was good. Stephen Crichton, some of the hands that he showed. I don't know where they've been all fucking year, but he certainly delivered the other night. So Brian Toto, I thought his two tries before halftime, they were the nails in the coffin here. Um, I think Kickow's hands, I mean, I've said it all year and I think people sort of downplayed it at the start, but I mean, there's no doubting that this guy, the, the little bit of X factor he's got, he's not just the biggest guy on the field, which I think a lot of people try and pin him as. The Army Kickow is a skilled machine for the Penrith Panthers. He's going to be very, very interesting for Canterbury. thought Taylor Mayer was great. Sean O'Sullivan had some really good touches. Uh, he's leaving the New Zealand Warriors, so disappointed, disappointing for them. But, geez, the Melbourne Storm, just seeing that try that Eli Katoa scored uh, with his last touch the other night, very, very impressive. God, he runs a good line. He's hard to handle. Very interesting to see how he turns out at the Melbourne Storm. He actually could be anything down there. We've seen what he's capable of a couple of years ago. Sort of went into a bit of a lull over the last two seasons or so. Uh, a couple of injuries and whatnot. And I just think a lack of concentration at times and a lack of effort, to be perfectly honest with you, has cost him. So it'll be interesting how he goes in Melbourne. But... When you're able to run a line like that, you really could explode down at the Storm. So very keen to see how he goes. I'm hearing that the Penrith Panthers, they will rest a heap of guys uh, heading into next week. So we'll see how that one plays out. 
All right, the late game Friday night, the game of the week for me, the Sydney Roosters and the Melbourne Storm. Chooks winning this one 18-4. Uh, for me, I thought the Chooks were just unbelievable. They're just – they've just uh, – actually, I shouldn't say they're unbelievable because Melbourne were very good too, but you can just see that it has just clicked into place. I didn't think it would a couple of weeks ago. I thought they were running out of time, but – the way that Kiri's playing, the way that Walker's just chiming in here and there. He's sort of he's controlling the side, but all the big plays seem to be coming off Kiri. You've got Victor Radley playing his role, Connor Watson playing his role, Teddy Amanu. They just seem to time what they're doing perfectly at the moment, and they make it look really easy. But having a roaming center combining with a fullback who has as many touches as Teddy does. It is very, very difficult to do. They're making it look easy. So the Roosters, very, very impressive. This game had semifinals intensity, which was great. Um, fuck, it was tough coming from Friday night to watching some of those games on Saturday and then Sunday. Good God, missed me. Very, very tough. It set a high standard, which we're going to see in finals footy, which will be fantastic. Uh, for Melbourne, I thought Jerome Hughes had a really good game. He was really strong. Nelson Asafa-Solomona, he was good going head-to-head -head with Jared Rhea Hargraves. He obviously got 10 in the bin, JWH, and I thought it was fair enough, to be completely honest with you. I don't know what all that was about. Um, I understand that you've got to you know, try and be the alpha and try and be uh, the in intimidating guy, and everything, but I just thought it sort of went a step too far. And if it would have cost the Roosters the game, it uh, would have been very interesting to see how the Roosters handled that and how Trent Robinson handled it. Um, Victor Radley went down with a knock sort of late in the game, which was very, very scary. Uh, it was good to see him come off the field. I didn't watch on Channel 9. Apparently, Channel 9 showed uh, a bit too much footage of it. I thought Fox handled it really well. As soon as he sort of started shaking, it took him off. They showed, you know, people in the crowd, the wide shot of the stadium and everything. I thought Fox handled it very well. I heard a lot of people blowing up about the way that Channel 9 did it. I haven't seen it, to be honest with you, so I can't really comment. But I think that uh, credit to Fox League. I thought they handled it really well. Took it off at the perfect time and waited until the very end and then got us good news on Rads as soon as they possibly could. Heard his old man come out and say yesterday he thinks he should be rested next weekend against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, an interesting one. I think if I was his old man, I'd be saying the same thing. I think uh, Gordon Tallis sort of echoed those views as well on Friday night. Uh, interesting to see what Radley does there. Uh, obviously, off the back of that, Simbin, uh, Xavier Coates scored versus 12. I think they got a penalty goal in that time as well. So, Roosters were well and truly in front. Melbourne Storm sort of got in, sort of got back into it off the back of that. Um, look, I thought both these teams played really well. Uh, I think that both these teams would have beaten probably every other side, not named the Penrith Panthers the other night. I thought they both looked good. So, interesting to see how they go. I think Sammy Walker, his goal kicking has improved out of sight over the last few weeks, which is going to be massive come finals time. Um, the one I will talk about is Lindsay Collins out for four weeks. Fuck, this is going to be a huge loss. Right, wrong, whatever. Huge loss for the Sydney Roosters. Massive. Uh, I was looking at their team the other day, and with Takiyaho and him coming off the bench, it was just looking unbelievable with JWH and Matty Lodge up front. They're going to keep JWH. I think he's got to fine up his sleeve there. Uh, but losing Lindsay Collins, that's going to be a big one. So you would have to think that they're not going to finish top four. So if he was to come back in four, in four after four games, that would be round 25, week one, week two, week three. Yeah, so he's looking at a return in the grand final if they make it there. So it'll be interesting to see if they do bring him in there. But yeah, good game there. Semi-finals intensity, good win by the Chooks. Uh, and the Storm, not far off there. I think they will still uh, be there and thereabouts when the whips are cracking in a week's time. Very keen to see how they go against the Parramatta Eels next week. A uh, real test to see where Parramatta's at. A real test to see where Melbourne's at as well. This is sort of their bogey team. So looking forward to that one. All right, Super Saturday. Now, I didn't actually get to watch this one live. I was at uh, I was down at Coogee Over watching a mate play his Union Grand Final, uh, which went into overtime to be finished as joint premiers, which was one of the great pains in the
in the arse of all fucking time. Missed the start of this game. Well, missed the vast majority of the Raiders' manly game. Checked the score as I was on my way home to see 30-odd nil or whatever it was, 30-6. to six. So probably a good game to miss. Went back and watched it all over the last 48 hours, though. Um, not much to touch on here. Manly were just an absolute shit fight. Very, very disappointing. I don't, I don't really know what more to say about Manly. Canberra, though. Very impressive. We said a few weeks ago, Hudson Young, I personally think he should go on the Kangaroos too. I think they should seriously... If they, if they don't take one of Hudson Young or Sean Lane, I think something's gone seriously wrong. I think one of these two guys has to go. I wouldn't be shocked if they both go. Uh, Whiten's passed Jordan Rapana for the first try. That's one of the balls of Jack Whiten's career, if not the ball of Jack Whiten's career. Very, very impressive. Um, I thought that... Some of the plays the Raiders were pulling up, especially down the short sides, uh, just the way that Jack is inserting himself along with Hudson Young. They're looking dangerous at the moment, the Canberra Raiders. Uh, not sure who they play next week. I think it's a reasonably easy game. So, you know, you might see them off the back of this, get a heap of confidence up, and then come into finals, you know, absolutely flying. They're going to be an interesting team. I don't think they can go too far in finals. I think they can potentially get to week two, uh, but I can't see them go any further than that. In saying that, if you play them and they're on their game, they're a team you don't want anything to do with, the Canberra Raiders. So a good W there. Very disappointing from the Manly Seagulls, though. Uh, Sharks 18 over the Dogs nil was the 5.30 game. Got to see the vast majority of this one. Uh, I'll say this about the Sharkies. They didn't play well. They still managed to win. They didn't play well. They conceded zero points. They only scored 18. They got close on a couple of times, but they didn't concede any points. So when a team isn't playing overly well, I think we can all agree that it was far Far from uh, their best game the other night. I, I, I think it was one of their, you know, probably the top six or seven worst games they've played this year. I really didn't think they were overly impressive. Uh, but to still win 18-0 was great. It wasn't all Nico Hines. He set up a cracking try in the end for uh, Mulatalo. A great chip over the top there. Or a great chip to the corner for Mulatalo to score. But it wasn't all about Nico Hines, which it quite often is with the Sharkies. So that was great to see. It was sort of the Matt Moylan show. I thought he was great in this game. The pass that he threw to Mulatalo... This is what Moise can do. The the old think fast, play slow, and he just let the line move around him. He played through the line and threw a cracking ball out to his winger. Very, imp- very impressive by Moise. It's like he's just one of those guys, whether you like Moylan or not, there's no doubting that he has a heap of time. He has more times and more time than most guys in this competition. So I thought it was great to see Hines didn't have to do everything. Moise really stood up. I thought Britton Acora was great. His last month has been sensational. Getting through a heap of work, always picking up attacking stats here and there. Uh, very, very good. Uh, Sivitalakai. Um, hardly any, anyone spoke about him. Seven tackle breaks, 206 metres, 86 post-contact metres. He's not scoring tries like he was against the Manly Seagulls 10 or 12 weeks ago, but every single week he runs for 150-plus metres, gets them 60-odd post-contact metres, a heap of tackle breaks. He is so damaging, Sifri. He might not have the absolute ceilings that we've once seen, but consistency-wise, I think he's been unreal this year, Siffer. So well done to him. He's had a couple of weeks off. He's just returned, and I thought he returned with a bang the other night. Looked really good. All right, the late game. Saturday night, Cowboys 20 over the South Sydney Rabbitohs 10. Um, look, I thought this was sort of the theme for Saturday. I really don't think either of these teams played overly well either. Uh, I think the Cowboys... Sorry, the South Sydney Rabbitohs over the Cowboys had the score the wrong way then. South Sydney over the North Queensland Cowboys. Um... Look, I I don't think either team played incredibly well. I'd say they both played pretty average. I don't think either team would have been overly happy with the result with the performance. Obviously, the Rabbitohs they would have been happy with the result, but the performance wasn't fantastic. Uh, I thought it was great in the first you know twenty mile five minutes or so. Tamalolo and Cam Murray they were on an absolute mission. Cam Murray went huge the entire game. He will be in my team of the week this week. He was sensational. 
Uh, for the Cowboys, I thought Drinky, he set up a really good try for Tyler Lungy. I thought Val Holmes was strong. Um, the guys through the middle, good once again. I thought Reese Robson was strong. Um, just a pretty stock standard Cowboys performance where they're there and thereabouts. Everyone's performing. I thought Cole felt that might have been the try of the year that he scored incredibly. Obviously, got Simmon after that, which was disappointing. But the try that he scored where Chatty Townsend threw it out to him and he chipped over the top, re-kicked, got it back. Uh, sensational. Such a good effort by a guy that... Now, he's one of the best finishers in rugby league, but he's not incredibly quick. He's not, you know, he's not the sort of guy that you go, oh my God, he's got the best chip over the top we've ever seen. He just, he's just effort built on effort, Kyle felt. So, well done to him. A sensational try. Not the, uh, not the first cracking try he scored at that stadium, just quietly. Uh, Drinky at one for most of the game. Hamiso defending at six. Colm and Tungy obviously picked him out pretty early, as did South Sydney, and really made him pay for it. Uh, they obviously had guys sin-binned at the back end. Uh, and up until that, the Cowboys are well and truly in it. So, look, as much as the Cowboys lost, I think they'll take a lot out of knowing that they were right in this contest until the very end, until they got sin-binned. Um, so I don't think they'll I don't think they'll go too heavy on themselves off the back of this, to be honest with you. South Sydney uh, performance wasn't great. Obviously missing Damian Cook. I thought that the balls from Havili and Cody Nicarim were pretty average. Havili in particular set up a try late in the game for Tommy Burgess to sort of redeem himself. I thought Tom Burgess was great as well. But early in the piece, you could tell there was a couple of issues there. Said Coleman Tungy here was great. I thought the halfback, he was really good at... As well, Lachlan Elias had some really good touches. Uh, forced to drop out from about 30 metres out. Very Thurston-esque. The way that he just dropped it on the toe, let it pull up short and just roll into the in goals. Um, Latrell Mitchell did his thing once again, as did Cody Walker. AJ crossed for his stock standard every week try. Uh, yeah, look, uh, not not a great performance by South Sydney, but as I said, the same with the Sharkies. Teams that can play nowhere near their best and still find a way to win is sensational. Uh, the Sharkies, they obviously did it against the Dogs who are out of the top eight. The South Sydney Rabbitohs, they did, they did it to a top four team. So very good signs for South Sydney. They've got a lot more positives to come out of them. All right, let's move to the Sunday afternoon games. Won't touch on these for too long. The Dragons 24 over the Tigers 22. Could not make sense what Hook was doing throughout this game. There was moments there where Maguire was at nine. There was a moan who was taken off the field. There was, seemed like Bird was at nine at another point. I just don't understand what direction we're going here. Tyrell Sloan's on the wing. I just don't fucking get it. I know he won, but with all due respect, you're playing the Tigers. Uh, you got to keep the penalty goal after the game. I just... I don't know. It just It's just a very Dragons performance here. Like, sometimes they play well and they just lose, and you go, oh, played well, but they just lost. They're there and thereabouts. In this one, they play awful, and somehow they, they, they manage to win. I think they'll be very disappointed with their performance today. Got the result, which is all good and well for the back end of the season. Mad Monday approaching very quickly, but performance-wise, pretty average. I thought in the first half, like, Ben Hunt, I don't know. It's just like everyone was out of sync with him. I could tell how frustrated he was, the poor bastard, just one of those games. Jack Bird got simbinned. He was penalised. Then there was back chat. I think the ref gave him another chance for back chat. Then he actually penalised him for back chat. And then he back chatted again. I mean, I don't. Is there, is there rocks in the head of Jack Bird? Just walk away. I don't understand what is so hard about this situation. You're given two or three warnings within 20 metres in about 10 seconds there. Just walk away, Jack. You've got to be better than that. I, I, I hate I hate seeing it, and I'm so glad to see referees just taking a stand and going, nope, see you later, get off the field, because that's the way that it has to be treated, whether you're in the under-sixes or in the NRL. Back chat, you've got to go. So I think that was well refereed there. Um, yeah, Kapoa got binned in the back end. That all sort of flared up a little bit. Jack Bird was involved there, but nothing really 
of his fault, I didn't think, just sticking up for his mate, which is fine. Uh, Lomax kicks the winner, which is great. Good little confidence booster for Zach Lomax. He came up with a couple of big plays in this game as well. Uh, fell short on a couple as well. Obviously had a try taken off him. Um, look, for the West Tigers, a real worry. God, it's a real worry. Some positives. I thought that Jock Madden try was sensational. I thought Adam Dewey was great. Uh, but considering how poorly St. George played and they still couldn't get the job done there, I know they're missing a stack of players, the West Tigers, and credit to them. Dragons on paper should have absolutely given it to the Tigers. That's what I predicted anyway. Um, so what well, well under the Tigers for hanging in there, but it's a game they should have won. They did all the hard work. They got themselves in that game to somehow fucking lose it, especially off that short dropout where it hits the foot and just very Tigers, you know. Hopefully they can start to turn this stuff around next year with Appy coming and Isaiah Papali'i and these sort of guys. But, yeah, a little bit worrying at the moment. All right, the last game of the week, Titans 36 over the Newcastle Knights, 26 scoreboard. Uh, flutters the Newcastle Knights for me. I thought the Titans were the way better side. Brian Kelly got sent off with. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I think about 23 minutes to go, and then Newcastle got back into the contest. Um, star of the show, though, AJ Brimson. What, he turned Gagai inside out the first time. Uh, he put Bo Furmore through. Then he scored his own one off a grubber later. I think he ran off the inside of someone as well to score. He was just everywhere. Um Everywhere, AJ Brimson. He was probably my player of the week. He was very, very impressive. Um, I thought Jaden Campbell, he obviously kicked out in the full to start the game, and you sort of went, oh, my God, here we go. Milford kicks over to Edric Lee. You thought maybe the Newcastle Knights are in this. Then once the Titans just got to even tier, they blew them off the park. Uh, Jaden Campbell, his first try that he set up, he came with his left foot. There's only a handful of guys in rugby league that are able to pull that off and make that look so easy. His old man was one of them, and this kid's one of them too. He's just got something special about him. A dry track, Sunday afternoon, Gold Coast. I think you know for the next few years you're going to get something pretty special out of Jaden Campbell every time and of course AJ Brimson I thought the Tino offload offload for Tanner Boys tried was sensational as well Gagai you look at the stat sheet, he scored two tries in the back end when there was 12 players on the field. But let's be honest here, he was getting a, he, he was given a real bath today. Brian Kelly, or yesterday, Brian Kelly really gave it to him. Then AJ sort of gave it to him. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a tough day at the office for Gag Guys. Sort of band-aided by two tries in the back end, which both were good tries, do not get me wrong. But defensively, you could tell the Gold Coast Titans really, really went at him. Um, look, Newcastle Knights, they scored points late when there was 12 players on the field. I don't know what more to say about them. A good win by the Titans, though. Wins are hard to come by in the NRL for everyone. For these two teams, are incredibly hard to come by. I thought that the send-off, which I didn't think was unfair, um, I think that's what kept the Newcastle Knights in this game. So a good win for the Titans. It's their last home game of the season. Sensational thing. I think the Knights play the Sharkies next week at home. So their last home game of the season. Sharkies playing for a top four spot and a home final, more importantly. So it's going to be a big, big game next week. Really looking forward to that one. Guys, that will do us for our rapid review. We'll be going into Kempi Studios at Bloke in the Bar Studios a little bit later today for the deep reviews. So stay tuned for all that content on the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Hold up. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 